0: If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night
1: in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Oh, hello. Welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. Just two gals in the void. Gals and this in the void. is a podcast where we ruin a horror movie just for you. Just for all of you. Hallie. Allison, I'm going to ask you this time. You, you're on the hot seat. What's new with you, Allison? Um, I did
0: just get back from visiting my parents in Maryland for a couple of days just to awesome. kind of see them, eat some seafood, but I went home and like, my mom was like, we could go to the pool, we could go to the beach, we could do any of the stuff. And then it just ranged like almost the entire oh. time I was there. So it was a lot of just like sitting around drinking and uh, with your parents, just drinking and like watching TV and my mom being like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, there's nothing to do here. What do you mean? What do I want to do?
1: There's yeah, nothing. that's the problem with most places when it rains. Yes. It's like, I want to stay inside where it's not raining. Right. I was
0: like, well, I don't want to go outside. And, like, we're not going to go shopping. And, like, we already have our meals planned out. So I guess we'll just watch TV the whole time. <laughs> Listen,
1: that sounds all right to me, my oh, right friend.
0: Yeah, but it was that nice. I got like some a crab. Dream. Got some fabulous crab. I eat the soft shell crabs. I'm one of those. Oh, yeah. You know. I...
1: I hadn't had one until, I think, this past year. Delicious. Yeah. Great. It's, like, it's just, like, deep fried. Like, there's nothing. You could deep fry a
0: hammer, and I could fucking get through that. (laughs) I'd eat that. For sure. Deep fry a shoe.
1: Oh, yeah. Line them up. Some leather.
0: Yeah, I'll eat anything that's been deep fried. So, you know, that was nice, and, uh. Well, good? Yeah, I have very little happening. And then I got home and Riz has been inseparable and, like, just well, keeps, like, climbing baby. up on me and putting his face half an inch from my face and just kind of, like, sitting there for a long time staring at me like, are you going to go away again? And it's like, oh, buddy, I'm going away so much in the next month and a half. Little Mr. Baby. Little Mr. Baby. Um, how are you? What's I'm new? I'm okay. What's grinding um, your gears?
1: <laughs> um, I did get to go to a pool yesterday, and it did make me—I was born anew— Yes, and being did, in water. Oh, I guess I just haven't gone... Like, I literally couldn't find my swimsuit, so I was swam in shorts and a sports bra, which was fine. Yeah. But I cannot... I have two bathing suits, and I don't know where... I, they're somewhere in the house, mm. but they're it tucked away somewhere because I go swimming so rarely. It also was that a friend was um, dog-sitting or cat-sitting, rather, and it made me both simultaneously want to be rich and also to... Destroy capitalism. Does that make sense? Have you ever seen I, a house like that where you're I like, I've got a lot of feelings.
0: All the time where I'm like, no one should have this, yes, but exactly. also I should I have want this. It. <laughs> I want it real bad.
1: And that was to have a home with a pool. And again, yeah. just we ha- happen to have access for the duration of cat sitting was pure heaven. I did have a complaint and um, mm-hmm. listeners, if this applies to yes. you. No, it doesn't. I'm talking about somebody else. I'm not talking about you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you. No, no. Someone else. I have a standing gripe yes. with people who bring cards or a board game to a bar that is not specifically for that. Yes. Or yes. like, it's fine if it's like a big outdoor patio. and like yeah, you're on a picnic table and
0: everybody's yeah, kind of uh, doing care. their own thing.
1: Yes. But this, to be at a bar mm. where it's just a bar mm-hmm. and to be playing a card game, unacceptable. Go to someone's home. Is that what this space is for.
0: No, it's, it's not. It's for mixing, mingling, drinking. Drinking and sitting quietly and looking at your phone. Exactly. I um, There's a bar that I go to sometimes um, over in like Cobble Hill, Carroll Gardens, and I really love it. Just, like, Can cool, you say the name? I don't want to... Oh yeah, no, this is uh, con- Congress Bar. Oh, I don't know if I've been there. Oh, I miss great. New York
1: bars. LA's I got okay bars. but It's not York, the it was, same. In New York, it's like... You could walk a block and find an excellent bar. An excellent to your bar. Because there's so many different kinds of bars. Yes. But in L.A.,
0: you really have to plan where you're going and, like, what type of bar you're looking for. And there's yes. a lot of one kind and not a lot of all the other types.
1: And I go to this bar. We live on the east side of L.A. It's a 4100 bar because it has outdoor space. Mm-hmm. And I assume it's because of the strike because a lot of people are off work. Yeah. But for a while, it was like, oh, a reasonable amount of people. And they had events there. And now there's been an introduction of 100 more straight white men, because I'm assuming they're on strike, and there's nothing wrong with straight white men. But it's interesting how, like, it just was, like, a certain vibe, and now it's, like, standing room only, and everyone's, like, 25. It's like, okay, well, I guess my time with this bar has come to a close, and and, you know, nothing wrong with that. But it's just hard. There aren't... The the New York density and variety of bars, unparalleled. It's I mean, unparalleled. probably paralleled by any other European or Asian city. I'm sure that you have plenty of bars, too. Oh, yes, of course. Just any dense,
0: actually dense city that isn't built for cars.
1: Um, but Too bad. There.
0: Uh, And there's this couple, and I actually know the guy. He's like an ex of a friend, and he sucks. Mm. But I've been there multiple times. And it's just like a pretty chill neighborhood bar with like a nice outside space. But I just like sitting at the bar. They do like... Some good frozen drinks, but also just some like easy stuff, and they sit at the like you know when a bar is like an L shape, like the bottom part of the L, like the short side that goes to the wall yeah. where there's like two or three seats, and then it, and then the long bar begins. They'll mm. take over that corner and just play cards for hours, and it's so I it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't actually affect me, but it's so irritating in some way. Like
1: Yeah, I want to be clear. Do what you want to do, people, but some about it, it's like you were out of your house. Yeah. Look up and look into a human space. Yeah. Talk right. to your lover. My right. God, you're out in New York City. Right. They have some goddamn dignity. Save for the once. cards for at home. You, the second you get home, you can be playing cards, Play all cards. night. I don't know. That's your business. No judgment. Yes. No judgment. That's my great, but also I don't really believe it. I'll probably forget I even said this. I mean, this. yeah, next time I see it, I'll be like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Can I play? <laughs> you know what it is? And I'm really reckoning with this recently because um, uh, at Crooked, uh, I, I have very strong feelings about this, but we are being, We did sort of a summer games with like different trivia, but it was fine. We're all in sure. different teams. We have to do a field day, Allison. No. A literal three-hour outside field day event. And I understand we're going to be doing trust falls, building. As a, I, I understand mm. that idea. Mm. I will kill myself dead before I let any of my coworkers see me try to run. No. Try to catch a ball. No. Try to jump. Um, Throwing and, something. Yeah, demonstrate any sort of eye uh, eye hand con- coordination. No. I refuse. No. I you can't. I stand against. You simply it, can't. And um, I'm sure I will still have to do it, but I I was filled with I, so I think I. I don't like anything where there are rules, not because I'm a rebel, because I just cannot keep track of them. No. And it makes me just not want to play. Does that make sense? I agree. Um, But everyone out there, you guys enjoy. Yeah. And, and uh, um, oh, speaking of things we don't enjoy, oh, what a this segue! Is the first movie of a very fun uh, theme suggested yes. by uh, Allison Libby? Have <sighs> you heard of her? Oh my god! And then is of course the theme is, this September is Greatest Fears. Fears. And because uh, we thought, hey, we're gonna first we thought oh, Greatest Fears of all time. We thought no, it has to be a little more personal. Yeah. And um, my we're gonna kick one off with one of mine. Yes, I'm is, excited
0: to talk through this with you.
1: Yeah, is The Fear of the Dentist. Dentist. Um, So we will be watching The Dentist from 1996. And I did want to flag before we have have Elsa talk about the trailer that it's directed by Brad Usna, who directed Society, which I think is one of our favorite... um, All-time favorite
0: episode. I could totally see the influence there. right. 100%.
1: and it's also uh, it's co-written uh, it's by written by Dennis um, Pauly, Stuart Gordon, Charles Finch, and of course Stuart Gordon was the director um, and screenwriter of Reanimator from Beyond um, and a number of other movies. But we've done Reanimator and From Beyond, so you know you're getting good hands. Though perhaps this was I, I would say this is not going to be in the top paragraph. Of either of their Wikipedia articles. Does that got make it. sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I enjoyed it does. It, yes, it and does. And it was genuinely scary. But let's just say they have some real fucking A plus films and then, and I we love a meme. And this also B- Um So, Allison, uh, what did you think of the trailer for The Dentist? I mean, it kind of has everything I want in a movie mm-hmm. like this. Like,
0: absolutely. It's got like a. Uh, a man coming unhinged, uh, mm. sexual intrigue, uh, mm-hmm. dental work as torture. Like, it's you really gotta. all of the stuff. I will say just, like, I, for a long time, did not go to the dentist because I was afraid to go. Well, it was a, mm-hmm. Well, it was a mix of being afraid to go and then also forgetting and kind of just, that made yeah. it go for too long. And then I had to go and get two root canals, and it was awful. Um, but I'm over that kind of terror now. Okay. But just hearing the, like, is... Really, I don't, I didn't even like doing it. I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> well, we're, let's take a baseline scary. We always like to take a, a baseline yes. with Allison, and then we can sort of get into our uh, individual fears of yes. the dentist. Allison, how scary do you currently find going to the dentist? I find it like
0: I'm not happy to go. I'm mm-hmm. always really happy I went, and it's always way less bad than I'm preparing for. Yes. But... I think my fear, like, I'm not, the cleanings don't bother me. And even, like, a basic cavity and getting the Novocaine, like, doesn't really bother me. But it's, like, I'm afraid of, like, the big stuff. And you could need the big stuff without even being in pain. Like, they can find something and be like, we actually have to take this tooth out or do some, like, insane thing without you, like, being there because you're having, like, tooth or jaw pain. Like, the big stuff, the root canals, the having your mouth open for, like, a full hour, the drilling, like... No, I remember during my root canal, um, there's some part where they like, ha- like it's it, halfway through and they put some stuff in and she was like, don't bite down. And I was like, oh my God, terrify. I was like, I know I'm not going to, but what if something happened Like, what if I well, what sneeze? Oh, well, there's an earthquake. Like, like, what, what, ha- like what is, is something going to go like into my brain? Like, oh my God. So I, I, I could get to the dentist. I go every six months, but I live in terror of needing anything beyond a cleaning, really. What about you? What is your, walk so, me through
1: your dentist fears. A man, not always a man. It could be a woman. Okay. But I guess my dentist will be men. That's not a gender judgment. I'm fine with a male dentist. That seems fine. Sure. Um, I'm, also, I'm also fine with a male gynecologist. I will actually, I I know that people want a female gynecologist most of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a male gynecologist. That's fine. Good luck down there. You know, it's, it's I, you know, I know that to me, that seems totally fine. In for some reason, I also say like I have fears about going to the gynecologist, but that seems more manageable because on some level, and this is maybe going to yes. sound insane, it's like I feel in touch with my um, vagina and reproductive uh, organs in a way that my teeth yes. are. Like you said, like it's like I have cramps. Like I like I have, like yes. I can sort of track certain yes. information about my yes. my hormonal, my like you know even my cycle or whatever, so I can sort of get a read on it. You go to the totally. dentist. No. They, they look you in the eye and they say something and you have no way to know if what they're saying is true. Unless you already have pain. If you have tooth right. pain. Right, But they can tell you the whole goddamn thing's got to come out and you have to say, I trust you, man, I don't know. And then he yeah. comes in or she, she comes in with a drill and puts a drill in your mouth. And if this was not already an accepted part of culture and a, a, a woman, I don't know why I'm gendering them. If a person just came in yeah. To a room. With a drill. And put a drill, consensually, I suppose, consensually in your mouth, we'd say, hey, 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 let's uh-uh. calm here. down here. Not us. We'd say, the director's gone too far, Allison. That's yes. what we fucking say about that. It, it is the, the, that, so it's like the logical part of it is terrifying mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is and then being told, of course, that you were a failure, that it, y- yes. you failed. I think the there is, like, a failure. morality
0: to the dentist yes. that yes, does not exactly. exist with other parts of medicine. Like, I mean, exactly. yes, like, people are always, like, telling people to lose weight even though it has nothing to do with their health. And, like, there's all right. kinds of issues around. But, like, totally. the dentist is a, like, dental issues are, refle- like, reflect a moral failing in our culture Absolutely. for some reason. Yes. And I don't like that at all.
1: And it's also but- absurd because— um Dental insurance is basically, someone tweeted this and I need to find out who it's up to It's like, it's the opposite of insurance because like, yes. ostensibly, we will have, we will hit an out-of-pocket maximum going to our doctors. It's, and that sucks and it's like thousands of dollars, but we'll hit it. Dental insurance, you are covered with a certain amount and then good luck. You're bitch. on your own. Just be opening credit cards because it's like, We've decided the teeth are not part of the body. And maybe that's yes. why it also freaks me out. Where It's like, why do we treat teeth like they're not part of our
0: body? Right. Well, I think also, and um, if people have not seen this, uh, th- I've been seeing it on TikTok a lot. There was a song that Titus does on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt yes. about teeth. And he calls they're outside bones. And he says, they're bones that hang from your lips like bats. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about It is, like, such a funny song. If you have, like, general fears about teeth, you should watch that because it's quite funny. Um, but, yeah, there is something where it's, like, they are bones on the outside. They are categorized differently than every other part of our body. Like, they, it just feels, like, vaguely alien.
1: Yes. And even though we know that, like, dental health tracks directly to other kinds of yes, health. 100%. And... But also, we live in a system that is so broken that it's also hard to get, like, a regular doctor's appointment. So, it's like, right. I have not been to the dentist. And I, I know my mother and father listen to this. They know I haven't been because of my um, deep-seated up fear of the dentist. Yes. Um, I probably have not been in seven years. So, I know when I go in, it's going to be bad. I want I just everybody, including you, listening to go and— uh,
0: Two two phrases because I didn't go for almost ten years and yeah. like then it's very I, common. And then I, like, like, so if I you're had. To go, and this is you, you
1: like this is very common. Yes, but I have no, so much shame about not going. And also, yes, of course, well, that's what makes it worse mouth. too. Exactly. because you're
0: yes. like, well, I haven't. I don't want to face the music. They're going to come um, and be like, "What did you do? You your dentist is not going to judge you. You do not want to have to go to the dentist." Mm-hmm. Like, and you that's don't like, want to
1: have to go. Because if you suddenly
0: have to go... Did you suddenly have to go? I suddenly had to go. I had, had massive pain. tooth pain. Oh. And then they were like, I can't believe we didn't have to pull this whole thing out.
1: Oh, God. One bad
0: tooth just went south. And I'd been brushing and flossing. And I could have been way ahead of it when it was a little cavity, but instead I didn't yes, go to the dentist absolutely. for almost a decade. Um, and I have a friend who has also not been to the dentist in a really long time. And our other friend's dentist said, imagine your teeth are plates and you eat a meal off a plate. And you rinse it off, but you don't clean it. And then you eat another meal off that plate. And you rinse it off, but you don't really clean yeah. it. Like the de- that's that's the dentist. So like yeah. go clean your plates.
1: <laughs> I also think again, in if your dentist does shave you, just get get up and walk get a out. Like, get a new dentist. Get a new dentist. I just feel like most dentists at this point know. I, I also feel that about medical providers. It's like, you gotta know that anyone coming in here, first of all, doesn't want to like, there. Doesn't wanna be there, but also like who knows, doesn't even know if their insurance even covers this. Like, right. doesn't know. Like, it, to me, it's like, there's so much anxiety already. And then also, like, the system is set up to, like, make you, to me, to it makes you more anxious. Like, because you don't have a level mm-hmm. of control about it. I also really just don't, the, the feeling and sound of metal on my teeth. Yes, like, the no, little it's terrible. Whispery, it's the sounds are worse than the feelings. Because, mm, like, you know. The sounds
0: are horrible. And this the, movie. The feelings are pretty it, gentle. And when you yeah. get real stuff you're numbed and you actually don't exactly. feel it. It's the yes. sounds of the vibrations.
1: Oh my God. In and your when head. He, when they use a drill and you can smell it like burning into your tooth. Yes. Two thumbs way down, Elsa. Two thumbs way, way, way down. 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 Two thumbs but way please down. please go to the dentist. I will report back when I go to the dentist. Yes, please I also go. Su- obviously, I, su- I, I support dentistry and I, I want to be someone who goes every six months. So I'm making an, uh, a, a commitment to going to the dentist and I will report back. Once Before I the, went end of the back, year. Once I went back, oh. I've been it's been it's been like 4
0: or 5 years now and I go every 6 months and it's not a problem. Like yeah. it's just it's just that first step. So everybody go take that first step if it's been a minute and get yeah. back on uh the dental train.
1: And go to the gynecologist if that's something that yep. you, you need do that to do too. as well, do you do know, too. just get the, get the get the tune up, get the,
0: the everything under the hood checked out. Um the very funny comic Leah Bonema um has a joke where she's like, "I don't go to any doctors except my dentist and my gynecologist because whatever's wrong with me, they'll find it on one of
1: those ends." That's funny. <laughs> It's also true. Yeah. So. Um, and then uh, would you like to, based on your information you have from the trailer and yes. just sort of the information you have from the title, which is The Dentist. And I'm going to say this, this guy's not a very good dentist. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you like to guess the twist in The Dentist? Guess the twist.
0: I'm gonna guess that he was never licensed to be a dentist. Oh, I like and that. And he a lot. was always okay. kind of like faking it like cat like scammer vibes, like I don't know, dentistry. Like you wouldn't know if it was oh, going no. right or wrong. Like you can't, like you're it's not like looking at something happening and being like, I know that that's wrong. It's just um, like the
1: mechanic. You know what I mean? We're just like yes. someone says, something like, like I, I don't know how to fix my car by myself. I have to trust you. Right. I'm going to guess he was never actually
0: licensed to be a dentist, and part of kind of his falling apart is that catching up with him and that we find that out.
1: Okay, good. I absolutely love that. Let us begin. I mean, I hate <laughs> it as a concept. It reminds me <laughs> of, I, I know we've talked about this uh, young gentleman before, but remember that, like, 17-year-old who can yes. pretend to be a gynecologist? Yes. I mean, to be yes. fair, if a, if a 17-year-old walked in, you'd think, hey, probably this person is not my gynecologist. Yeah, they saying it. But again, to the... um. <laughs> Because of, again, the way everything's set up in America, grifter is kind of, you can just kind of get it anywhere, like, just because nobody's checking on anything, you know? Nope, nope. Um, and with that in mind, let us begin ruining the dentist. We open on sort of a, pair, a shadow of hands, sort of dancing against a white wall. And a man's voice, our narrator, his name is Dr. Alan Feinstone. I'm going to call him Dr. Alan, because that seems like something you'd call your Dr. dentist. Dr. Um, like like if you had a therapist, you'd call him Dr. Jeremy. I just yes. have, like the idea of like a doctor The a first name. It was funny to me. And we hear Dr. Allen say, ah, it's Puccini. Let it carry you away. And he's listening to opera music. And then we see his hands moving and then we hear sort of the corresponding dental sound. Mm. But there's nothing in his hands. So it's mm. like we see him holding a tube and it's a suction tube. And I hate the I sound hate, of that tube. I hate Ooh. Mr. Suction. And we see suddenly Alan appears and he's all in white as if in heaven. Yes. And he says to camera, and this movie is very American beauty, a movie I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. He says, my story, I believe there's a story to be told on every corner. That was the 90s. It was that a white was man in voiceover telling you there's a story on every corner. It's like, all right. And we hear him. We see this beautiful... Um, it's like an all-white mansion, which is very 80s to me. I guess yes. maybe like the nice, the tail end of it, but it's like white carpet, white couch, white vase. Yeah, buzz, that was you know? late 80s. That was, that, uh, what a weird time. Yeah. Um, we see him, he's like, I had a beautiful wife. I had a beautiful home. We had a perfect life. But under the clean white surface, there was a stench of decay. So he's constantly talking about the world and his life as if it is a tooth gone bad, Allison. So, so you apartment the- standing for teeth. Exactly, or house and rather. We see Alan. Um, he he's uh like a pink sort of Brooks Brothers button-down shirt, and he's storming through the house yelling for his wife Brooke, who is a stunning like blonde trophy wife, who's outdoor out, out in the back dis- discussing what they describe as the sludge filter. I nope. don't know a pool. I assume that that's real. If no. not, hilarious. Um, she's discussing it with the pool boy, Matt. And again, I think this was also sort of like the concept of a pool boy, a rich woman and a pool boy. And I mean, he's a pool man. I mean, he's a, he's a full grown yes. man. Sure, sure, sure. And he's like tatted up. and He's got like the ripped, uh, like sleeves ripped off a jean yes. jacket. And he's all Excellent. covered in greasy sludge. And I was like, like how gross is this pool? I know. I was like, where <laughs> would all this sludge like come from? I, I, yeah, I get it. We, we don't know the word one about pool maintenance, so no. don't. You I know, actually don't. do, and
0: I don't remember there being sludge.
1: There's way too much because I see the sludge, and, and literally Matt is cleaning the filter, and there's all the sludge. So I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be blood. Like he puts a body in the filter. Like oh. there's a head filter. No, it's just sludge. So we're, we're not going to come back to it. All right. And he's, he sees his beautiful wife talking to this other man. and The phone rings. And Alan is in a rage to discover it's IRS agent Marvin, Marvin Goldblum. Mm. Goldblum. I'm going to say Goldblum so you can imagine it's Jeff Goldblum. Great. I love that. And I will. So um, IRS agent Goldblum. Turns out that uh, Alan has a business manager who is running his dental practice. And he fucked up his taxes as he was getting audited hard. Oh. get. Uh, a, a white man in the 90s, biggest fear in the world, getting audited. I will say, I I imagine getting
0: audited by the IRS is akin to, like, the financial equivalent of going to the dentist.
1: Yes, because there was a certain sort of thing where it's like, I I, did, I, fucked up. I fucked up, and here it's really it invasive. Is. Yeah, there's nothing I can do, just get in here. Um, and so he's basically forced to allow this IRS agent to come to his, his uh, dental practice for a meeting. And again, please picture Jeff Goldblum when we mm-hmm. discuss the mm-hmm. iris mm-hmm. agent. Um, Alan keeps yelling for his wife. She comes in, and again, much like women in '90s movies, she is a uh, a total cipher. She is a yes. she exists only to be beautiful and to be projected upon. She's an idea of a, a beautiful woman with no soul or anything, which is fine because that's for this kind of movie that makes sense, right? It's fairly like every '90s movie was like, yeah, beautiful white blonde woman who didn't have much going on you know? Yes. Um, And so she comes in like, what are you yelling about? And he says, you picked up my shirt for the cleaners and there's a stain and he literally points to it and it's a stain on the pocket the size of a pencil point. (laughs) Of course. he says, things are going to hell around here and I want to stop, Brooke. So I was like, okay, so this guy will, he will have his own drill jammed into his eye socket. as I hope. Yeah. Like, he's such a piece of shit and this is, I think um, this movie, this is a hard thing to pull off which is in horror... Most of the time we are, even like this came to mind, like malignant. Mm -hmm. I don't want, um, I don't want to be malignanted, but I I do want to root for Gabriel. Like we all want to root for the villain. But when you make the villain of the protagonist and yet you want him to be evil, it's so hard to threat. That's a tough balance. Versus, like, let's say and we're going to meet some characters at his dental office that I'm like, if you had made them the protagonist, then they get to sort of experience like, oh, no, is our boss the is going insane? Right. That would have been a little bit versus we're getting him in voiceover. And, we know he's insane. Yeah. So, which I like appreciate. Like, I think it's an interesting way to do it. But I would have done it a little differently just because he's so nuts so soon. And I'm like, I, I'm just waiting for this guy to put a shot, have someone put a shotgun in his mouth and blow the back of his head off. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Brooke's like, I'm sorry, I've been working at a fundraiser all week. Like, but then she says, and she kind of like gets a little horny and she's like, I was gonna wait until tonight. But and she gives Alan, Dr. Allen, a pair of the most hideous platinum cufflinks you've ever seen in your fucking oh, yeah. life. But of course, he's like, Oh my God, they're so expensive. Like he he loves them because again, they're another because status they're, symbol. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, well, my dinner to you is a surprise. Uh, my gift to you is a surprise dinner tonight. I'm not telling you where you're going, but be ready by 7 and wear that little black dress I like. Which, again, I I want—we should bring that back from the 90s. Because I do feel like that made dressing easier. It was just like, if
0: you wanted to look sexy and it, good, you had little a black little dress. black dress.
1: And he clearly only needed one. Yeah. And it was like, that's my black dress. Yeah. Um, so Let's they let Let's bring it back. I, I mean, he started kissing—they started kissing— and he sort of like reaches under her robe. And he's like, "You're naked under there." He's like, "Yeah." I, she says, "I'm going to the shower." He's like, "You were out there just wearing a robe, talking to the pool boy. Like, I, you, you can't be doing that. You know what?" He's gonna get ideas. And what? I could taste you were smoking. I'm gonna have to brush my teeth again. And it's like this is exhausting. And I'm I mean, even worried this getting out of this. And I guess he's really wealthy. So I think again, much like sure. a woman in a 90s movie, like she's um, a gold digger and has no other ambition but mm-hmm. to be a mean, rich man's wife had potentially yes. fucked the pool boy, I guess. Sure. Um, so she rolls her eyes, and she's like, whatever. She goes upstairs to take a shower. And he looks, and she sees that some of the sl- uh, the sludge for the sludge filter is smeared oh. on her forearm. <gasps> Not the sludge. Where Matt must have touched her. And then he looks around, and he's touched the sludge. It's sort of this, like, greasy... Yeah. Sludge. Um, sludge. You know, sl- you know sludge. You know sludge. We all know Sludge. And we see him fi- fingering the sludge, and he says, "Once the decay sets in, it can only lead to rot, filth, corruption." <laughs> it's like this is five minutes into the fucking movie, <laughs> dude. Like you gotta like you're it start starts at, at 11. an eleven, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Alan goes outside and yell at the pool boy, Matt, who's again covered in greasy, filthy sludge. <laughs> I have, I have, I was, I
0: was the manager of a pool for several years. How and much sludge I, did you deal with on a day-to-day basis? I would say I never once saw sludge. And I worked in the back, like I would do the chemicals and like do all of that and like make sure that the pumps were working. And I, yeah. I just, I don't know. I never encountered sludge. and Definitely not in a way that it would have ever Gotten on me or covered. Yeah,
1: I'm like, maybe if a frog gets caught in the filter, that's sad, but there's not the quantity of sludge. Yeah, the quantity is what's really it. Like, I can imagine there's probably a
0: filter that gets some sediment in it, whatever, but just mass amounts of sludge. No. Um,
1: Also, another thing is like, we already could tell from context that um, if she hasn't fucked him already, uh, Brooke is going to fuck Matt. Like, we we have all the information, but for some reason, Dr. Allen, it takes him a little bit longer. She's, like, yelling at Matt, and he looks at Matt's covered in sludge. He's like, my wife had sludge. This guy's got sludge. I got to go to work at my very successful dental practice. And then he drives halfway down the block. He's like, wait a minute. My wife's fucking the pool boy. <laughs> and then he drives back, <laughs> and he sneaks into the house, and he peers through, like, the, the vertical blinds in the living room. He looks out to see his wife buck naked. Like, so she's taking <laughs> off her room. She's fucking stalking. It's also, Good like, a... Like, 7:30 in the morning or something. <laughs> so early to be nude, having an affair, and uh, taking off Matt's jeans and then sucking his dick on a on a pool chair, which I thought was pretty bold, but also part of me is like, well, you know, wait in Rome. Yeah, I guess you're there. And then, so of course, as Alan watches, like Matt reaches down and like like you know grabs her and it, it's getting greasy sludge all over Brooke's body again. His beautiful, pristine white cis wife. The ultimate symbol of a of a of a man's success has been besmirched by sl- like sludge, and he's been made a cuckold in his own home. Allison, can you oh even believe goodness. it? Allison, unfortunately for our two lovers, Alan owns a gun, which we see him <laughs> then get. I like, drawer. I like, can't have. <laughs> I can't live in a world where my dentist owns a gun. <laughs> I think a lot more of them do than we than we realize. unfortunately. Yeah. Um. But he goes to get a gun, and he goes outside, and so. Basically Matt's laying down on his back on the pool chair and Brooke is, you know, like leaning over him sucking his dick. He gra- uh Dr. Allen grabs Brooke by the back of the head and basically forces his- her head down on this guy's dick. And then holds a gun on both of them and he screams at his wife, "I'm very disappointed in <laughs> you." <laughs> Again, we are six or seven minutes into the movie. <laughs> so um, much is happening and none of it's dentists yet. And he basically says, well, and he, so here we're talking. He's just like, I have a dentist. My wife has perfect teeth. She has a perfect bite. Why do you show him, honey? And he basically forces his wife to bite down on Matt's dick and screaming, show him your teeth. And then he takes his what? gun and he it into Matt's mouth. And we see yes, that Matt is like, that's his in the trailer. teeth are a little yellow. They're a oh. little But also, it's like, it's all about cheating. It's like jamming a gun into this guy's mouth. Putting a gun
0: inside someone's mouth is so
1: fucked up. Yeah, I mean, luckily, it was just a violent um, psychosexual fantasy. Alan is actually just watching his wife cheat on him from the living room, holding a gun. So, unfortunately, we know that Brooke is cheating, and also he does have a gun. Okay, so it could happen. It could happen. Meanwhile, he is now extremely late to his dental practice. (laughs) Imagine being
0: held up and it's like, why is the dentist late? And it's like, oh, he's holding a gun, staring out the window as his wife fucks the pool guy. <laughs> yeah, anyway, like he'll be here at 7:30.
1: Yeah. Um, and so he has four patients, including a child, waiting to be for appointments. And there's a front desk gal named Candy, who I feel like I'd be friends with. There's also so much in this movie is about like running a dental practice and like all the who would be involved. In yeah. this very funny way, where I'm like, we didn't need to see like the supply guy come in. Like, there's just so much dental stuff, which makes you think like, the, like Brian, um, used them, must have just been at the dentist and be like, yes. you know what? I'm oh now- no, there was sorry. The writers, they, yeah. someone was at the dentist office and be we like, wait a damn minute, and it is scary. So they were right. I mean, um, but all of course at this point, all of the patients are like, so, so if he's late now, all of our stuff's gonna get pushed back. Like, please. You know, when one guy's like, I can't wait anymore. Like, everyone's at a 10. <laughs> it's like I 8, mean, 8 everyone
0: at the dentist office is at a, like, no oh, one is, like, chilled I mean, out.
1: I mean, yeah, I was, I am like, just be screaming, just, like, spraying sludge all over the place. Um, the receptionist tells this guy, like, you can make a new appointment. He's like, I already had an appointment. And he storms out. We then meet Jessica, who is Alan's assistant, who talks to Candy, the receptionist, and they're super annoyed. They're like, "Oh my god, where is he? Like, what the fuck?" And they, I feel like they had given us one more sentence of like, "He's never done this," or you know, the last couple of weeks he seems like he's really losing any it. context to Anything. what has happened before
0: this morning.
1: Yeah, and it wouldn't like either one's acceptable. It could be like this right. broke him, and now he's crazy. Now we're going to see him go crazy, or something's happening, and he's, he's been unraveling. Kind over of time. in turmoil. Yeah. Um, Jessica calls to the next patient. Her name is April Rain, and she is a beauty queen. And she's assisted by her manager, Mark Ruffalo. Okay, his name is Hi, Steve Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Um, again, not his best role, but he he does a good job playing a beauty queen's manager. You know, it seems I, fine. I, the role he was born to play. Yeah, and. Um, uh, basically, they they bring her in, and the dental hygienist Karen starts doing the prep work. Yeah, there's so much dental stuff in this, <laughs> which is why it's a great. Like, if you're doing the dentist, you should be about the dentist, you know? Yeah, and it's like it's already set. Like, you don't even have to like
0: stretch reality or imagination or like put anything in that office for it to be yes. scary. It's already scary.
1: So Candy, you know, they're trying to like get the patients ready for when he arrives, like getting them, you know, cleaned and everything. And so Candy is calling his car phone. Remember car phones? Of course, I had one. We- <laughs> see that Alan is, Dr. Alan is driving after Matt in his like pool truck to the next servicing, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he gets her and it's a friend of his wife named Paula Roberts. <laughs> That's the and, most 80s name
0: I could possibly imagine.
1: <laughs> and she has like a, a very, she's hot as hell, but she has like a very short like Jamie, um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Which is also very 90s. Yes. Um and so he goes and he's trying to sneak in to see if Matt's also fucking this other woman, which I'm like, why would you care if he's fucking this other woman? You like, should that's care not if your wife?
0: wife is fucking other guys. But like, you- yeah,
1: like, don't stalk him to all the women he's clearly fucking in your neighborhood. Right. You know? He's got
0: a grift going and it seems to be working for him. Like, stay yeah. focused on your
1: own family um so he gets there and paula's sort of like uh alan what are you doing here and he has his gun behind him he's like holding his gun by his back he's like oh um i was wondering if you're in town next friday for um oh i'm gonna have a surprise party for brooke oh yeah that's it a surprise party she's like yeah that's fine and then she she yawns and he sees her dental work in her mouth like she's out of like fillings he's like you really should make an appointment we really got to do that one tooth and she's like oh i'm so nervous i hate the dentist but you're right i'll Let's make an appointment. He says my office will call you and confirm. I really? So he's like, he's dentist. still a dentist, <laughs> even when he's about to murder the man who
0: fucked right. his wife. Was, he's still keeping an wife. eye on what kind of bonding and fillings he needs to do.
1: He's a dedicated dentist. Also, that's what they do. Um, and just kidding. He he doesn't leave. He sneaks around to go see Paula. She walks through the house to her pool, and of course, starts seducing Matt. So Matt's also fucking him, uh, fucking her. So then, um, while he's turning to leave, Paula's Doberman Pinscher leaps and sort of attacks Alan because he's a strange man with a gun hiding in the bushes. <laughs> and I'm sure the dog was like, well, I don't know well, much, but I know this is a I know this is my job. Allison, he shoots the dog and kills it. What the fuck? I don't know. Back in the office, like, we see A4. How are you going to
0: explain it? Like, if somebody oh, finds I you there know. and the dog has been shot and you have a gun and you're hiding in the bushes after inviting <laughs> this woman to a surprise party right. for your wife and then scolding her about not coming in to get her dental work done, like what, yeah. what kind of web of like intrigue yeah. are you weaving?
1: I, I will say, like, there are certain things in the news, like, oh God, remember that family? In, in, I think it was in Georgia where it was like all these murders. What was like the oh God, now I feel terrible. Um, but it was like one of those things where they were rich and they're like, oh, it turns out that they were crazy this whole time, and like all these oh, different yeah. stories were coming out. Oh. I think so. Kavanaugh or something. I don't know. That's Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court Justice I'm thinking of I don't I don't think he's ever killed a dog, or has he? No, I allegedly, I don't know. Um <clears throat> so yes, so he murders a dog for which also no is like reason. a weird, like. You, we already saw you in your fantasy, like shoot your wife's. What's the male version of a Mister Lover, a man's dress? Shoot your wife's man's dress. Sure. And now you shoot a dog. It's like to me, like a weird, not a de-exhalation, almost like a sideways lateral move. Yeah, like we should have seen the dog first. I guess. Yeah. Um. We we needed to see the dog murder first. Yeah. Get that sooner. But finally, Alan sneaks into the back door of his dental practice, and Karen, who is prepping um, April Reigns, is like, oh, thank God, he actually fucking showed up. You know, and Karen, this actress, let me look up her name, she plays this so realistically, and uh, her name is Patty Toy. She's incredible at this. She's the one who's playing this so realistically that you're like, that is what my reaction would be. Like, she's trying to, like, be like, Okay, great. We have to keep this dental practice running. But also I right. think that maybe our boss is losing his fucking mind. Like she's yeah. trying to keep it real with everybody. Um, so she runs out and she's like, Oh, thank God you're here, you know. And, and he's like, Um, actually, I've been here for two hours. I had a migraine and I was lying down in my office. And it's like, even if that was true, you still have to open the door and be like, Hey, I'm really sick. Can you push like like it's right. like that you makes need to communicate? No yeah. Yeah. Um, and he has like a bunch of um, like uh, he has changes of clothes uh, because, as you can imagine, he's covered in dog blood. Allison, and she's—he's holding the gun he used to kill that dog. Oh my god! Like that thirty Rock scene with Chris Barnell. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was at a Halloween party and the host dog attacked me. I had to murder it. I had to. Ki- I had to kill it. <laughs> And of course, as he's like, you know, sort of cleaning himself up, he looks at a photo of him and his wife. and We hear in his voice, a woman's voice saying, I don't want you anymore. You bore me. And then cruel laughter. It's like, oh, women, why are they always making me kill dogs? Why you know? did he bring the gun into the office? <laughs> like, yeah. leave it in the car with yeah. the phone. This guy has no sense of proportion. <laughs> he has no class. I'm going to say this. This guy has no class. No whatsoever. class. Just no class. Um, and a part of me is so invested. Like, well, are they going to be able to see all the patients? Like right. I, I'm, I'm invested in like the support staff. Um, so he comes in to tell Candy to book Paula Roberts an appointment for the next day. And again, lies Like I was, I've been here for two hours. I was just like, I had a migraine. And again, nobody's buying that. Also like who? Well, and either so, way they haven't been seen. So Allison, unfortunately his first patient is going to see in the day is a little boy, Jesus which I Christ. also was not in the mood because I was like, oh, uh, a no. child and a, um, uh, mother, I assumed, okay, the mother's getting her teeth done. Because most, I went to a child dentist. Me too. Yeah. Where there's like dentist. games and stuff. So then it's like, and also like, well, if he's going to go to adult dentists, I it shouldn't be Dr. Allen. You know, the, no. the worst guy. Dr. Allen
0: is not, I mean, he's like, when you say adult dentist, he's like a capital A adult
1: dentist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> NC-17 dentist. Um, okay, so then, this is like fun from the 90s too. Did you have this at your doctor's office? This was like, so basically, he takes Jody, in, and all the different exam rooms are different themes. So this is the rainforest room. Okay. And I didn't I, have that at my childhood dentist, but it would no, be like, but, there was like an electric toothbrush that lights up. Like, they try to make it fun. Does that make yeah, sense? I Did think. you have a fun dentist, or was it just no, regular?
0: No, no, it was just regular. But there were like toys involved, like a oh. takeaway, like at the end. It's like, oh, you get a prize. But like, yeah, I didn't go to one of those dentists, but I like, I'm familiar with their existence.
1: And this to me is also dentistry in the '90s, you know, because like there's yes. the rainforest room, and then one of the other rooms is, ju- is they say called just like heaven. So the um, the ceiling is painted with uh, it's blue with uh, clouds and angels, and sort of like there's fun stuff to distract people, which is why again it seems like a children's dentist office. But listen, he's a man with a vision. Unfortunately, we can see he has a very uh, strong is. mind's eye, yes. I suppose. So we imagine the rainforest room. Um, and so they get started and we see the mirror in Jody, the little boy's mouth and his mom looks on and the mom is sort of like looking on increasing horror because Dr. Allen's doing the regular cleaning, which is even, mm. that's disgusting. Like we hear like the click, 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 click of the, there could
0: be the, a 90 minute movie of just somebody whew. doing very regular dental work on someone. And I'd be yes. like, I couldn't watch this. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: yeah. A lot of these, um, shots I had to look away cause I, I were really tough. Uh, but then. She hears Dr. Allen say start mumbling an increasingly large volume says, if I divorce her, she gets everything. My, my practice will be ruined. And I'm not a parent, but I would not love it if my child's dentist started saying that kind of stuff.
0: I wouldn't like to had, be in the chair while someone is saying
1: that. No, I wouldn't want to be on the planet when I hear this. <laughs> and we also we see the implements they're scraping Jody's teeth and the, the hose and the little mirror. And then finally, in Alan's mind, we see through his eyes that all of Jody's teeth are rotted and rancid. And he stabs one of the tools into the little boy's gums and blood starts gushing out of his mouth. And Jody's screaming. And fortunately, his mother grabs him up and is like, what kind of dentist are you? And takes her son out. So then there's no other kids the rest of the movie. Because I was like, I don't want to watch this little boy's got a little teeth taken out. So he's fine. He's out of there. That's okay. That's fine. And Dr. Allen says, I don't want to deal with Jessica, who's just staying there like, what the fuck's going on? And says, we can't take children anymore. That little boy is spoiled. It's like, that's what the your takeaway was? Don't worry. Dr. Allen rushes into his office then and opens a bottle and just takes a fistful of pills. But he puts so many in, he starts choking. <laughs> so Karen, the dental agent is like, here's him choking and runs into help. But then she's like, you know what? how about you rest up and I'll just finish up April Raines because April Rains was just getting a teeth cleaning and she's like, you know what? Don't even worry. Something's going on. So I'll, you know, like, don't worry about it. And Dr. Allen's like, okay, good. I have to call my wife. He calls his wife at home <laughs> and he's taking so many pills. He's like, remember when we had our, remember when we had our first practice? And that's the first uh, implication we get that um Do- that Brooke used to be a dentist as okay. well.
0: Okay. But now he,
1: they're so successful that um, she, doesn't she have no to longer practices. Yeah.
0: Well, they were like a dental power couple.
1: Exactly. And that's how dentists find love. Yes, other
0: dentists.
1: And so, and he's saying this while I fondling his gun. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm already running late. It's also Teddy. He's like, I'm already running late. So instead of, I'll, instead of coming home, just meet me at the office for our anniversary dinner. Meet me at seven. And she hangs up and goes, what an asshole. And then he hangs up and says, "Bitch!" It's like that <laughs> is what a straight marriage is. Uh, um, it's also very the '90s. Exactly, so '90s. Where yeah, '90s really was like, God, I hate my spouse <laughs> so much, and it's like, yeah, comedy, a drama, little bit more. All of room it was about to be like, just get get divorced then, bitch. Yeah. Um, so Karen uh, finished up April Rains, and she says, you know, actually, uh, I want to have Steve come in and then I want to talk to the doctor before I go because Steve wants to give me a full mouth makeover. And like, you know, well, well don't use the term veneers, but that is like, I want my teeth sure. done, you know, new teeth. Unfortunately, Dr. Allen, who again is now pilled out, barges <laughs> in and is like, With a gun. I demand to see the x-rays, even though Karen can tell he's unhinged. And is like, I'm not letting you touch this woman's teeth. And so because she's like aware of it and he he takes the X-rays out of her hand. and He's like, she's got a shadow on her right molar. It's a cavity. We need to fill it right now. And Karen's like, oh, Uh, God, okay." uh. Because again, she's like, you're my boss. He takes out these huge fucking needles, Allison, and he goes to inject her in the gums. And she says, you know, I'm too scared of needles. Are there any other options? And he says, have you ever had nitrous oxide? She says, yes. Meanwhile... We meet the two detectives that are research or fighting, going to try to solve the murder of Paula's dog, Allison. and they're named right. are- There's a dead dog in play. Yes, and I imagine everyone in the neighborhood heard a gunshot, and then now there's a dog that got shot in the head. Right. Like and it's like it's not who a did great this? sign. Why our two when? detectives are named Detective Gibbs, and even more importantly, Detective Sunshine. No, and they're on the case. And they've been looking, there's been a burglar in the neighborhood. They're like, but they're like, we've well, never used a gun before, but also, and they're like, well, he's never been confronted with a dog before. Like, maybe this is an escalation, you know, and Detective Gibbs, like, just get out there, talk to the neighbors, you know, cop stuff. Back at the office, okay. Steve, the manager, is in the, um, in the waiting room. And we meet this other patient who's waiting, this teenager named Sarah, who's very cute and has had braces for two years. And is like, I'm getting my braces off today. And then I'm having a party for all my friends where I get to have, everyone can see my teeth. And uh, Steve... Did you have braces? I Yes, I had them for a little over a year in high school.
0: What about you? Yeah, I had them from, like, fifth grade to, like, ninth grade or something. I had years of braces.
1: Um, Yeah, I... I and now I, my
0: teeth are crooked, so... What a what a good investment that was.
1: I remember I had a pink sparkly retainer, and then I of course stopped using it immediately. Yeah, and I remember and trying to put it back in and just I couldn't it, do it. it I you can can't even do it, it. It's not even like
0: it hurts. It's like it just won't fit.
1: Yeah, I remember my dad, he he was really diligent about wearing his retainer. And then one time he was like fresh year of college, he dropped it in the toilet. And he's like, My time with my retainer <laughs> has come to a close. I think by the time you've got like a
0: college student child, you can It's just it's like,
1: I'm, in theory, you could be wearing it the rest of your life. And yes. I do want to meet that person who is that diligent, but who, no, one, like no human
0: is. No, no human is. No
1: one. <clears throat> so uh, Sarah's really excited and um, Steve says, well, you know, you're so pretty, you could be a model. So why don't you show me your model walk? And Sarah's like, I can't do it. And then he, like, she's like awkwardly, she's playing it, I don't assume this woman's in her 20s, but she's playing it as an awkward teenager. Sure. And so they have a little bit of a moment. And then finally, Steve, the manager, goes, how the fuck long has April been in there? Like, she's, uh, I, I, we have another appointment. She, I, I, I'm a beauty queen's manager. And yeah. as you know, that means uh, that's very important, you know. Rigorous. Unfortunately, Allison, um, <clears throat> something bad is about to happen to Abram. So she is, uh, she's on the, the laughing gas. Mm-hmm. And as Dr. Allen's about to fill her cavity, she reaches over and grabs his dick through his pants and says, if you don't hurt me, doctor, I won't hurt you. And Dr. Allen looks down, and the crotch of his pants is now stained with sludge. Sludge. This, unfortunately, triggers what I would describe as Dr. Allen's psychosexual insanity. <laughs> and he looks down, and April has turned into Brooke, and is now, in his mind, is nude except for the robe she was wearing in the morning in right. the morning, in underwear. And he starts to kiss her, and sexually assaulting her, taking off her clothes. And the brook in his mind, and he, like, literally takes off her pantyhose, her shoes, and this was also terrifying because, like, unfortunately, there are occasionally doctors who absolutely do this kind of thing and take advantage of their patients and then, they don't get found out because of, like, the paternalistic nature of medicine. Yes. So no one believes anything that happens to a woman. Yes. And then it's not until 20 years later, it's like, oh, yeah, that guy was doing all sorts of funny business. To so, so many people, yeah. It's so scary. Um. So I feel like, oh, this was also a terrifying moment where it's like, yeah, mostly, like 99.90% of the time, you're fine. And the other 0.1%, you're not. And you you're just not. don't know because you're also uh, unconscious because you're right. on gas. And so um, the brook in his mind says, just like that, but he hears just like Matt and starts choking her out. And as soon what? as he starts choking her out, he sort of snaps out of his maniacal fugue state and realizes that it's not Brooke; it is his patient, April Rains, And he has pulled off her shoes and panties and is sexually assaulted her, like grabbing her boobs, like. And, and it's hey, only then that he realize, and April, around. I, I'm gonna say, not a, again, not a good dentist, no. And April, from being choked, is coughing, and she pull. She's able to pull off the laughing gas off her face, and she stands up disoriented, like she doesn't remember what's just happened. But she's no, she's not. She's not comfortable. Yes, something and is, like, has panicked. Yeah. yeah. Just then, Steve comes down the hallway and was like, "Where the fuck is April?" And Doctor Allen brings her out, and he, she's really woozy. And so he tries to tell um, uh, Steve, you know, she's having a allergic reaction to the laughing gas. It's really minor. It should clear up in 10 minutes. Why don't you come sit down? But then when he turns to take them into the exam room, her pantyhose and high heels are on the ground. When it's like, well, obviously you sexually assaulted this woman. Yes, and you I took mean, off her pantyhose and
0: heels. Like No other reason for that to be on the floor. It, this is you're not. You're a dentist, bitch. You're a dentist. You're doing just head.
1: Yeah. This is just head work. Um, and so she said, so instead he pivots, Steve, would you take her outside for some fresh air? And Steve's like, oh my God, that's scary. Yeah, we'll go outside. Again, taking his word for it as a medical authority that she's just having a allergic reaction. And so, uh, as, uh, the support staff sees Steve carry, physically carrying April outside, Jessica turns to Karen and says, there's rapid like flies. My question to you, Allison, is, and I'm going to put you in the position of being Jessica, Carrie, okay. Candy, one of the someone who works here, yes. what would you do at this point?
0: What would you do? I'm calling the cops. You got to get, in gotta get you, somebody. in there. You got to get somebody over there. And I'm not letting any more patients be with Dr. Allen. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling everybody to go home. Yes. In the waiting room. Um and calling the cops and trying to keep him there until yeah. the cops come.
1: Um yeah I it, there is and I think this is I just listened to this really excellent podcast called The Retrievals. Yes. Um, Oh yeah. have yeah. it's I haven't about listened women. Yet, but yeah, it, it, I, I again whatever people's bandwidth is for medical true crime essentially, yeah. but it's about uh, these women who were getting egg retrievals. Uh, it turns out one of the nurses was addicted to fentanyl and was stealing the fentanyl and replacing it with saline. So when these women were getting this very invasive, painful um, procedure done, they Mm -hmm. were not medicated, including one of them what had been a nurse or some sort of medical professional was like, I have been on fentanyl before and also I'm a medical for like childbirth or something. And um, I have been, and I've been a medical, like I'm not, this is not what fentanyl is. Like I've been, you've given me nothing. It's saline. And she could tell because she could taste saline in her mouth. And she, again, she had, uh, and even then they didn't listen to any of them. They mm. basically were like, well, you know, basically like as if their pain was a total manufacturer of their mind. Yes. And I think unfortunately as women that just happens so often. And again, it's not just women, but there is that particular element to it. Mm-hmm. And I, then I think when these things happen, where like a medical professional. It, it, it's it's like the, the system is built for people to be like, eh, is it really that bad? Right. You know? And so then when someone is, uh, using the system for example unfortunately these doctors that occasionally assault their patients it's like there is no system by which a patient has the yes. power to be right. believed right. which is really scary right there's no path towards
0: yeah it's so dark like, any solutions to it's really dark
1: yeah uh, but listen to the trevils it's a really excellent podcast and boy you just this is the sequels when he pivots to become a gynecologist because he loses his dental license. I mean... But yeah, you got to get someone in there. You cannot... I'd be like, you have to pull a fire alarm. You have to do whatever yeah, you can you to get yeah. everyone out of there. You can't Cut let the him power, see I don't know what. Yeah. Call it a bomb threat. Like, clear out the, the building and see what, what you can do the next day. Yes.
0: Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking.
1: Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. (laughs) No, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera.
0: Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers,
1: but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Um, instead, they don't do that at this point. And Dr. Allen calls, tells Candy, the receptionist, like, order more nit- nitrous oxide. I'm going to use the—we just ran out. I'm going to use the backup one. And um, she says, okay, great. I also booked Paula Roberts um for an appointment tomorrow morning. And she wanted to know, did you happen to notice anyone brutally murdering her dog this morning? (laughs) Did you or did you see someone shoot a dog? Yeah, did you see someone kill my dog for no fucking reason? And he's like, that's crazy. Who would do something like this? Anyways, I have to go back and be insane for a while. Um, Meanwhile, Jessica goes in the exam room that April was in and finds April's pantyhose. And so she knows, okay, he sexually assaulted this woman. She shows Karen and poor Karen is like, again, there has to be a reasonable explanation. We've worked with this guy forever. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, because of our personal relationship, I cannot trust, I cannot believe that he would do something like that, which happens a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dr. Oda meanwhile, Goldblum, um, Jeff Goldblum, Jade Goldblum? Allison, which is it? I've always said Goldblum, but. Goldblum it is. Meanwhile, Jeff Goldblum from the IRS shows up and Great. tells Dr. Allen that he's basically like, you have terrible tax problems. And I can help you sludge up the wheels a little bit. Okay. If you give me free dental work. So essentially this IRS agent is trying to work over Dr. Allen. (laughs) Scamming. Is scamming him for free dental work. And it's like, is everyone here a dirtbag? Yes. That moment, unfortunately for Dr. Allen, but fortunately for at least everyone who has any semblance of like a notion that he's insane now, Steve barges back in. And punches Dr. Allen in the face and calls him a pervert. And he doesn't specifically say, you were sexually assaulted, April. But Steve turns and yells at everyone, like, do not do not see this man. He is a yeah. pervert. I am okay. going to sue you. Thank you. We are calling the cops. Fuck you. And Dr. Allen then snaps and shuts down the dental office. And the teenage Sarah's like, I thought I was going to get my braces off today.
0: <laughs> oh, God. You're just, when you want to get your braces off, you're just like, any... Any delay to that is a nightmare. Yeah, but
1: to be fair, Sarah, you're going to
0: want to hold off you're on gonna this. You're going to want somebody else probably just to do this overall.
1: Yeah, and Dr. Allen's like, You don't know what it's like. The discipline, the long hours, and the lack of respect in a world that goes on ignoring dental hygiene. Doctor! And everyone is like, okay, so we're going to close the office, right? Yeah. So they close. Honest to God, it's probably been like an hour since he got there. Like, things are really... <laughs> it's like 945. Like like <laughs> Allison, night falls... And having heard from her husband to come to the office, Brooke arrives in her little black dress. She looks incredible. Nice. And Dr. Allen shows him his new, shows her his new exam masterpiece, a room that is opera themed. And he's showing her around, like, as if he's showing her around the Met no. while, while Puccini plays. And he's like, oh, listen, she sings of love. And Brooke says, we're going to lose our table. You know, <laughs> but it's also like, you knew your husband when you met him. Go to have some sort of opera. Yeah. Right. Now. But he says, Brooke, it's our anniversary. You know, just give me a minute to show you what I could do. Lay back here in my weird opera dental chair. And this is like, for ladies uh, and gentlemen, being married to a dentist, is all sunshine and roses. No, okay. no, it's not just free dental work and money. And, and as soon as Brooke lays down, he, of course, takes off, his. he has like one of those white, like you wear with like a tuxedo to the um, yes. opera, like a white men's scarf. Yes, takes the scarf and just starts fucking choking the hell out of her. What the fuck? and then slaps on the laughing gas mask before tying her arms to the um, to her e- to him. Uh he ties uh Brooke's arms to the exam chair with green curtain ties. Okay. So Brooke is now restrained but on laughing did, and who gas. Who had the laughing oh she has the laughing gas. Yes. Okay. I
0: could see him yes. also just like taking a hit and
1: you're absolutely right. And I would have liked to see that because I also think of that, um, which is in um Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. When Steve Martin's character is addicted uh, to laughing gas. I would have yes. loved that. It's also a Tim Watley Seinfeld bit where he takes a hit of it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um so you know, he tells her, I've been watching what you've become, what they've all you've all become, you, Matt, Paula Roberts. And I'm like, <laughs> Paula <laughs> Roberts? I don't see how like yeah, she she's <laughs> not very <married laughs> into this. Why do you care? And also like you don't know for sure if she's even married. So it's like, right. If she's uh, a single woman just fucking this guy, how mad can you be? You know? Yeah,
0: maybe she's divorced. Maybe they're separated or estranged. Also, saying someone's first and last name when they're very it's much a part so of your life is so funny. funny. Like, it's I think, so funny. I honestly got to
1: think it was like someone's like, they're not going to remember who Paul is. We haven't mentioned her in a little bit. So you got <laughs> to say Paula, say Robert. Paula oh, Roberts. Paula Roberts. Yes, oh, Paula Roberts. Oh, the one whose dog on got murdered. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, and Brooks like trying to moan through the laughing gas mask. And he says, you better stop. You don't want me to cut out your tongue. Then you wouldn't be much use to Matt, would you? Allison, unfortunately, he wheels over his little tray of horrors and he reaches in with a, a, a pair of pliers and just starts ripping out Brooke's teeth one by one. Jesus as she Christ. screams and screams. Back at home, we see Alan looking out over the pool and says, you know, I never used the pool. I, I, I built it for you, but we should use it together. And he turns and he says no in his voiceover, which is even doesn't even make any sense, like just to have him say it out loud at this point. Like yeah. he's just like, whatever. He turns, he's like, nothing will ever come between us again. And we see this horribly like like uh, Brooke bleeding from the mouth, laying in bed, Ugh. eyes pleading, all of her teeth torn out. No. In the morning, we see Brooke tied with zip ties to a pool chair in a bikini with sort of like a drape on her and a sun hat tipped over her face. So to the casual observer, it looks she's like she's chilling. asleep. Yeah, yeah, chilling by the pool. Um, Matt arrives to go clean the pool just as Detectives Gibbs, and remember, Detective Sunshine, Sunshine. arrive to ask about, of course, the dog from murder. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this guy's
0: got... There's dog murderer detectives. There's sleazy IRS agents. Like the walls are closing in on Doctor Allen.
1: Yes, and he's he's started to spiral. But luckily, he's able to be like, oh God, that's crazy. I, you know, if I if I think of anyone who would murder a dog, I'll let you know. And why wouldn't he just frame Matt? Um, God, that's a great question. <laughs> Wait, why did not he? That's a great. I mean, that get, get them off your to, tail. I think he, he wants, wants to, to kill Matt. Matt. I yeah, think he, wants he wants to, to kill Matt. Matt. Some. Yeah, I think he's like, that's crazy. And detectives that's leave crazy. him a card. And Detective Gibbs um, says, you know, you're a dentist. It's kind of like a cop. A necessary evil. <laughs> so I'm like, that's a wild way to look at it. <gasps> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but they leave before they see on the table is a bottle of spilled pills, mm-hmm. presumably Great. sedatives that um, Brook is on, two empty containers of baby food, presumably because there's no teeth, and a knife. And it, outside, Matt starts to scoop up the leaves and stuff out of the pool and he well, scoops up for the up sludge a- factory oh my god well if you don't get the leaves out it's gonna manufacture more sludge yeah that's it Allison in the pool as he pulls up his little basket it is a human tongue and he turns because Brooke, Brooke he is, he walked in assuming Brooke was asleep and he runs over to Brooke and he's like Brooke there's a human tongue in your pool no and he pulls the hat away and she screams and we see in her mouth all of her teeth are gone and his her tongue has been cut out oh And she, I mean, she's like, that's so upsetting. And he kind of backs away in horror and surprise. And Dr. Allen grabs Matt from behind and slits his throat. Okay. And so as Matt sort of staggers forward, he stumbles into their little patio furniture and knocks over the umbrella. And Dr. Allen advances on him, stabbing Matt over and over again. He's like, my name is Dr. Allen. And Brooke is my wife. You filthy piece of shit. And he throws the knife into the pool. The next morning, or no, was this the next morning? Yeah, so it's the next morning. Okay. He immediately drives uh, cheerily to work for his per- first appointment, which is, of course, Paula. So the, he, despite Paula what Roberts. has happened... Paula Roberts. Okay. Now you remember Paula Roberts. Her dog was murdered. <laughs> um, so, not, so his coworkers know for a fact that he sexually assaulted one of the patients. They also know that he is acting erratically and screamed at everyone. And then shut down the office midway through the day, and now they're back open. And he is seeing Paula Roberts. You can't just be open the next day. I just don't think you can. I don't I know don't how think dentistry it, works, but yeah. I don't think that works for me. Um, also waiting is brace face Sarah because she says like, "We well, you know I had to postpone my my party for a day, but I really want to get this done." Like she's so committed to getting her braces off. But Dr. Allen's like, "Excuse me, bitch. Paula Roberts is here." <laughs> <laughs> Paula goes in and Paula also, for some reason, does not suspect him of killing the dog. She says, I think Dennis killed the dog. He knows how attached I've grown to it. And I'm like, is that your husband? Is it your ex-husband? Is it your part? Like, right, we, like are, we hear the word Dennis. I'm assuming ex-husband. Ex-husband feels right. Because we haven't seen him. I don't know. Like, but again, I we can't get bogged down. Uh, because he injects her gums and they chat about Matt. And he, she's like, wow, Matt's one of the best pool boys I've ever worked with. How's he doing over at your house? And she said, he said, this is where we find out it's a sludge filter. He's like, you know, we've had some problems with the sludge filter, but I don't think we'll be having any more problems. And he takes a drill. And as Jessica, the dental assistant, watches, he just starts pulverizing Paula Roberts' teeth, mm. just grinds her molar up. No. And so Jessica grabs him and hauls him outside and was like, you were destroying that patient's tooth. The doctor, I was like, never question me. I am the dentist. You are just a woman. <laughs> I but am that's the dentist. You are just a woman. That's, but Jessica, she's like, I already know what I saw yesterday. You're literally just destroying yes. teeth. Yes. Which is also very Dr. Death if you listen to that podcast. It's like yes. people, it took so many people be like. Dr. Death fucked me up. This guy, oh, I mean, because it was about spine surgery. Yeah. And It took so long to be like, This guy's just going in here and ruining people around. Minds. People, but are again, you hurt, yeah. You just don't want to believe that someone with that skill in that pre- prestigious yeah. of a space would be a- actively hurting people, right? But he was, but uh, you know, um, so Jessica pulls him aside. Meanwhile, Karen comes in to say that Jeff Goldblum from the IRS is on the phone and uh which gives time for Jessica to go in and tell Paula to get the fuck out of the office. So Jessica did the right thing and said, Good Paula, for Jessica. doesn't even explain why, just says, you need to just get the fuck get out, out of, here. of here. And Paula Roberts, to her credit, her dog has just been murdered. She's she's, she's like ready there. She's not fucking around. No. So of course, Dr. Allen comes in and realizes Paula's gone and goes off on Jessica. He says, you're fired and I will not be giving you a recommendation because I find your work unsatisfactory. <clears throat> and she goes, fine, you fucking freak. And she whips out the pantyhose and he's like, I know what you did yesterday. And in, in um, Dr. Allen's mind, the pantyhose are, of course, covered in sludge. And yes. he grabs them from her. She's like, I know you assaulted that patient. Everyone here is afraid of you, but I'm not. I'm reporting you to the Dental Association. And then Dr. Allen finally lets his mask fully slip. And he goes, you filthy pig. And she comes up and says, no, fuck you. And she does say, fuck you. I when love Alex's that. Like, I she love says, that. fuck you. You're the pig. Allison, unfortunately, she turns to go and he... Throws the patio's around her neck and starts choking her out. No, so many, Jessica, so many choking a out out choking in this yeah movie. She tries to fight him and he gets her down into the exam chair, of course, and she's able to reach and try to get. She gets a syringe off of the tool tray and tries to stab him with it, but she dies. He strangles mm. her, um, Jessica. You did try to do the right thing, but you were no yeah. match for Aventis. Meanwhile, Candy calls up Braceface Sarah, but then Jeff Goldblum from the IRS rolls up and again is like, sorry, Braceface, I'm, I'm going to be seen next. And he gives Sarah a $20 bill to like cut in front of her. And Sarah says, I can't take this. And he takes the bag. He's like, that's honorable, but next time just take the money. Uh, so Dr. Allen gets Jeff Goldblum into another exam room and again uh, – Sort of it was just sort of like trying to act as normal as possible, and Goldblum's there to we grift him and defraud yeah. him. So he's not. He's also has a, a because he has a scheme. He can't see how Dr. Allen's clearly sweating yes. and going insane. You know. Yes, he's just focused on getting what he needs. Exactly. Oh, also, meanwhile, Dr. Allen also told Karen, "I just fired Jessica, so she won't be returning." And Karen's like, "We're already over understaffed. What the fuck is going on?" He's like, "Yeah, you're oh, out of your I'm mind." <laughs> yeah, like he freaks out at her, and she's like, "You know." And I think, unfortunately, to me, I just assume a sports. I like, I got like three kids. I, can, I, I need this job. I, I guess I'll put up with this, you know. And meanwhile, so he's in the exam room with, with Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum tells him, you give me all the free dental work I need. And I won't report your financial crimes to the IRS. And then an interaction happened that I don't understand because I don't know enough about dentistry. Um, where basically Jeff Goldblum says, here, we can start here. And he hands Dr. Allen two teeth. Or, like, two caps. What? And Dr. Allen says we could use laser bonding to reattach them. Whose so teeth I, are they? I assume they're either fake teeth that Jeff Goldblum have or they're real teeth he had. But if they're real teeth, why would you bond them versus doing something else? Yeah, you can't put also, real this teeth back in your head. Right. Like, now it's like you would get, like, a, a dental implant yeah. or something. Like, I don't know what they were doing back then. But I was like, Nothing that's good. business. But, of course, Dr. Allen gives Jeff Goldblum laughing gas. And, and, and Jeff Goldblum was really, like, laughing about how he owns Dr. Allen now. And he asked a bunch of perverted questions about his wife because he was researching the practice. He's like, that hot wife of yours. And there's also this underlying current of, like, all the men are Jewish, essentially, because they have mm-hmm. Jewish names. And Goldblum says, these chicks abroads really know how to do the deed. Am I right or am I like, right? Why are we bringing that into it? Like you know, I haven't heard of a shiksa since the nineties. I'll tell you what, we got we yeah. got bigger we got bigger fish to fry than the shiksa broads. Also, Jewish women are canonically more wild and that's bed. what I thought. I was like hearing that, I'm like, I, if anything, we're like white women are supposed to be like the most buttoned up. Which again, the expectation of um the white patriarchy, yes, yeah, of course. Name. But uh, wow, such a backwards stereotype. <laughs> truly wild. Um, but of course, as soon as he gets Goldblum sedated, uh, Dr. Allen ties into the chair and starts just fucking torturing his ass, including. Uh, This putting a jaw spreader in his mouth and cranking it open so his jaw breaks open and his jaw's basically resting on his chest. No. Before, you guessed it, cutting his fucking tongue out and leaving him there. God, this guy. He's got some problems. Just just then, a man named Matthew Ziegler has arrived from the dental supply depot and asked Candy, hey, can I take you to lunch to tell you all the new stuff we, We, you guys want to order? And basically, the idea is like, I'll take you to lunch, and like, you'll put an order for me. And Candy's like, Oh my god, yes, of course. <laughs> so he's like, Oh, another insight of what the dental industry is like. like yeah. you know, like a pharma They're salesman, a pharma rep. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it was just so funny at this stage of the movie. I'm like, I gotta keep track <laughs> Matthew Ziegler now. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, Doctor, uh, sorry, excuse me, Detective Gibbs, and remember, Detective Sunshine. Sunshine. Get the ballistic back, ballistics back on the gun. It's a 38. Guess who is a registered 38 with that exact, you know, that exact gun? It's not Paula Roberts. Yeah, Paula, Ro- not Paula Roberts, my friend. And they, their doctor, oh, sorry, I keep saying doctor, because I put just, I, I abbreviated this the stupidest way possible. DT. Um, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Detective Gibbs says,
0: because he's a dentist and they're capable of
1: anything true and this is <laughs> context good of this line. universe um so they go to dr allen's house they find matt's body and the disfigured but still alive brooke so the detectives have rescued brooke and okay. found matt's body was like oh my god we have to go to dr allen's practice immediately unfortunately back at the dental practice karen she has she doesn't know that goldblum is back to being tortured right uh karen finds jessica's wallet in her purse and was like wait a minute jessica wouldn't have Like, if she got fired, she would have taken her shit. Yeah, she'd take her stuff with her. She makes a fatal mistake, okay? She confronts Dr. Allen. If you find that, Allison, if somebody tells you they fired me and then you find any personal blogging of mine, do not confront them, just leave. Because she confronts Dr. Allen, and instead of admitting to his crimes, Take my stuff,
0: run and find me.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Dr. Allen uh, takes the dentist's way out and takes a empty syringe and injects air into Karen's neck. No. Until she starts seizing and has a stroke, and he's telling her, like, just relax and do it. The air bubble will travel to your brain and kill you. There's no use fighting it. So she fucking dies. Right. Bye.
0: Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. I'm the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking.
1: Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera.
0: Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed.
1: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Up front, Candy's going to lunch with dental supply salesman Matthew <laughs> Ziegler, but not before sending poor teenage brace face Sarah back to get her finally get her braces off. Oh, well, good for Sarah. Exactly. And Dr. Allen removes them and she smiles. She's like, oh my God, it looks so, my teeth look so good. But in D- Allen's eyes, her teeth are all cracked and crusty and covered in right. sludge. And he says, it's so sad. You're, you're so perfect. And it's all downhill. Every, every second from here on out will be decay. Can you live with that? I don't think you can. And he pulls out his gun on Sarah and he points it into her mouth. And in that moment, she transforms to Brooke and starts screaming. And Dr. Mm. Allen's like, he put his, he put his dirty rat in her mouth, you know, remembering the mat and uh, Brooke uh, uh, cuckolding him. But fortunately when Sarah screams, Dr. Allen snaps again out of his like uh, homicidal reverie. Mm. and she's able to kick that little mirror thing. Oh no, the light. They bring the oh, light and yes. swing the it li- over. The light.
0: I know the light. It looks like an overhead projector. It always looks a thousand years old somehow, even yes. though everything is like up to date.
1: I guess it's one of those things where once it's invented, it's like, oh, we did it. This is it. Actually this thing works. This great. is actually perfect. Why can't we do it with all society? I feel I like wish we used to be things that work great. It's like, but what if we destroy it by making an AI do it? It's like, yeah, okay, it's right. I guess. So she kicks the mirror thing and it hits him in the chest and he sends him flying and she runs and is able to hide a storage closet. Unfortunately, Jessica's body falls onto her and she has to run out of the storage closet. She finally makes it to like what she assumes is the exit. It's actually the exam room with which has Goldblum, who's still alive, being tortured, like, you know, with the jaw thing and Karen's corpse. She's able to untie Dr. Uh, 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 Jeff Goldblum, who's somehow still alive, but in I mean, very rough I shape.
0: Know. Yeah. I,
1: I know. And Dr. Allen bursts in. He grabs for Sarah, and he's crawling on the ground after her. And he, she's only able to escape when Goldblum collapses on top of Dr. Allen, dead. Okay. But, again, she cannot find that damn exit. She runs next into the opera room. Oh, boy. Where Dr. Allen... Corner her and he's able to get her into the exam room with his gun. But she tells him, please I, I won't eat candy out three times a day, please. Which turns out is what Do- Dr. Allen wanted to believe. He wanted to believe wow. in feminine perfection. Wow. He couldn't believe the world is full of decay, but here, and Sarah closes her eyes in terror and feels a mouth, a hand on her mouth. But when she wakes up, it's Detective Gibbs and I cannot stress this enough. Detective sunshine the police have arrived and okay, saved great. her finally and we see Dr. Allen in his car peeling away and the police interview Sarah and Candy who probably didn't even get to eat that lunch yeah and he, she goes I can't believe this he was an incredible boss a devoted husband and, a, and an incredible teacher and then detectives say what do you mean teacher?" Allison, Dr. Allen teaches at a dental college. What? And we see it with all these students. <gasps> and like, so it's sort of like this big room with like students and like, because I remember in New York, you could go to like New York dental school yeah. and it'd be cheap. Yeah. Which again, like, oh my God, like, no. why do we have to do this? I mean, like, I get it. Like, that's good. It, how else do you learn? But also it's like, oh my God. <sighs> right. And he's running to all these students and their patients screaming, extract them, extract all of them, take out all their teeth. And then he, of course, pulls out a gun and he shoots Matt only to snap to him and realize he just shot some guy who was there to get low cost dental work. Some poor I mean, bastard. Fortunately, the police bust in and Dr. Allen a- escapes into the college building only to find a woman in a little black dress singing. What else? But Puccini. Opera, yeah. Yeah, and he he comes up behind her, and of course in him in his mind it's Brooke, and he reaches for her, he drops his gun, only to have her turn, and we see that it's some just some lady who is singing opera there, but in his mind it it's- is Brooke, and Detective Gibbs, and of course you love to see a Detective Sunshine arrive, just as Doctor Allen falls to his knees and sees in his mind Brooke laughing, because I guess somehow in his mind she. Is, was victorious and somehow... Right. I, she's fine or something? Well, I guess she's alive, but sure. you cut her tongue out and take her teeth out. And if anything, I would argue that makes it easier to suck dick. Yeah. So I hope she gets back at it as soon as possible because she's earned it. Right. If that's what she you wants want to for do. Matt. Yeah. And then we end with Dr. Allen, as we was in the beginning, all in white, and in front of a white wall. And we finally see it. He is, of course, in the padded cell at a okay. mental asylum. And the guards get him in his straitjacket and they say, it's time for your weekly appointment. And he's taken into a room and forced into an exam chair. And when the dentist turns around, it's Brooke. And she smiles a completely toothless smile and starts to drill baby drill. The end. Wow. The The dentist. Allison, what are some fatal mistakes you think anyone may have made in the dentist?
0: Everything Alan did was wrong.
1: Yeah, big time. Big time um, <laughs> wrong on every level. Morally. Morally? I don't uh, know the dentist's code, but I imagine he violated it. Yeah, professionally. Um, the, vows of, <laughs> the vows of a husband. You know, one of these things where, again, I'm like, you know, if they had just agreed to be non-monogamous, you just yeah. wouldn't be setting up these kinds of scenarios, you know? I do think that the gals at the
0: office could have shut things down a little yeah. earlier once they sensed, like, something's amiss here. Um, and I I just feel like even though Paula Roberts was in the midst of her pool man, you know, sexual encounter, she probably would have heard someone shoot her dog. And I think she could have, like, maybe pieced together that it was Alan earlier. Like, yeah, like I like she should have heard that gunshot. It happened on her property. He had just been at her front door. I'm sure his car, like. If she had yeah. just run to that moment, not yeah. to blame her.
1: Obviously, she's a victim in well, all. Because you are, I would say you are yes. a victim. By, you are a victim blaming Paula Roberts for her own dog's murder. Paula Roberts. I, I see what you're saying. I guess maybe that's why I wanted is in the beginning to be like seeing his wife cheating on him is what made him snap. Like maybe it's like yeah. which is like a misogynistic in its own sense. But like at least would have had a logic to it versus right. like he opens on being a dirtbag, right? Was he about his shirt. So you just wanted a little more like, oh, th- this is the day he goes insane. I think to me then that would explain why everyone, it takes them a little bit longer. Yeah. Versus he seemed like a prick and right. now he's escalating. But I guess maybe that is, that's, I mean, I don't know. That but It's unnecessary. I, I guess I, I'm demanding too much of the dentist yes. and I did, enjoyed it for what it was, which was a horrifying look into the mind of a real life dentist. No, I, all of the tools, this is what going to the dentist feels like to me. Yes. Is everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, a drills in your mouth. Yes, and um, you have to pay them. Pay them yeah. for it. I have to ask: like, how do you think this movie
0: does in terms of making your fear worse, or maybe making you feel less afraid of the dentist as an entity?
1: Thank you for asking. That's a great question. I would say it made my fear worse. Okay, great. It reminded <laughs> me of both my horror of, you know, I mean, the idea that like a medical professional would course. be unscrupulous or unethical at all is terrifying. But then it really reminded me of how scary I do find all those little metal implements and all the the, the close ups of the the them scraping the teeth and it, it, it's it uh-uh. certainly um I, I'm afraid for a reason. This confirmed to me that. This is a fear that will stay with me, um, and and hopefully will stay with you, listener, as we continue yes. our uh, our week of of horror of greatest our, fears. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely still number one, and this did okay, not great. help. Yeah, this did okay. not help sure, whatsoever. Sure, sure. I
0: can see that. I don't think that this made the case for the dentist not being a scary
1: place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <Which laughs> now I, mean, I have all I, kinds of new fears about the dentist. I know. I'm like really the the um, the logic of doing this was not a healthy one. No. Um, but with that in mind, Allison, where would you put The Dentist on the spooky scale? A spooky scale. I'll say
0: real dental work does scare me, Um, as does uh, Toothless Smiles. That's like Ooh. just a very chilling thing, and that was really a part of this. I would give this, but it's also like an unhinged society-esque movie that does bring yes. it kind of into the fun world and outside of like genuine scares. I'm going to give this um a five and a half.
1: I, I, you know what? I like that. Yeah. I'm going to say a five because I feel like while I always nitpick about sort of internal logic, because yes. I just find that really satisfying, I did find all of the actual dental horror really genuinely upsetting. Yeah. And anything, any, any mouth horror, I find genuinely upsetting. And then to add that it could just be you, just like a sexual assault, like in the middle yeah. of it, yeah. While, while you're, um, Sedated is actually, I'm gonna make this a six. I think for me, this is a six. That really escalates it. And I will say the goofiness is why it isn't higher. I like, you know what I mean? I I like that suddenly someone from the IRS is here. Like, yes. Those moments. I find entertaining in a society way, but they do make it less scary. Versus agreed, if this was like David Cronenberg doing this, sort of in a Dead Ringers type of way, yes, then I think I this would have perhaps been near unwatchable to me yes. if this was a agreed. realistic dentist horror movie. Um, and 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 if you if you watch something like that, if that movie exists, please let us know. I'm happy to. Maybe watch it, or maybe yeah. have Al's. No, i you no. can't do that. We'd, we'd have to have a. a I don't third know why. I was like oh, reverse is like no, no, it yeah, no, no. We'd no, no, no. have a third party, a third party in to watch it. Yeah, I think dental horror is 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 probably at least right now. Well, that and kids uh, are yes. up there in terms of like. Hey, I genuinely I just find it, it so viscerally upsetting. Um, oh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a six. I'm gonna yeah. give it higher than you, Alison. All right, wow. Um, well, I we'll hope that um, encouraged you to go to the dentist. Yes. Because, hey, whatever your experience is after going to the dentist after listening to this, it's going to be better than, the, than yeah, Dr. Allen. Right. right. Your dentist so, is not Dr. Allen.
0: So you can dent- always we- be grateful for that.
1: Exactly. Um, and until next time. Please. We love you very much. And um, please keep it spooky. Keep it teeth. Don't forget to follow us at Ruined Podcast and Crooked Media for show updates. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a Radio Point and Crooked Media production, where your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producers, Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dunphy, and Awa Okalati. If you're
0: as obsessed with Hollywood celebrities, awards, and gossip as we are, we'd like to recommend a podcast from Vanity Fair called Little Gold Men. Each week, actually two times a week, Little Gold Men goes behind the scenes to cover every part of the entertainment industry, from award season snubs and surprises to the news and trends that shape your favorite TV shows and movies.
1: It's the best of Vanity Fair's signature Hollywood analysis in audio. They also have entire episodes dedicated to interviews with top celebrities like Penelope Cruz, Guillermo del Toro, Kristen Stewart, Andrew Garfield, and many more. So please, listen and follow Little Gold Men, available wherever you're listening now. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean...